0: Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your host, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. So,
1: today we are discussing residual challenges that have emerged since the wave of dog ownership that emerged throughout the pandemic. So, let's chat about this a little bit. So, I definitely want to highlight that I am the owner of a pandemic puppy. I definitely jumped on the work from home, good time to raise a puppy train. Um, and I'm sure Kenzie remember when we were searching for Marshall how different the climate was for rescuing a dog back then. Oh, it was dog eat dog. It was wild. Mm. So like getting a puppy early on in the pandemic in particular was so competitive. Like you couldn't get applications in fast enough. And I had to try, like my partner and I to try several times before we were actually successful in getting Marshall, which is definitely not the case um, today. So we're going to start off today's episode discussing some of the impacts on rescue and adoption organizations as a result of
0: the pandemic. So at the start of the pandemic, rescues have gone from not having enough dogs for homes to not having enough homes for dogs. Uh, So we've seen a huge boom in dog re-homes with local rescues and shelters, etc. Even in September of this year CTV News reported that there were more than 200 animals currently in need of care, which included dogs, cats, reptiles, and other small animals just through our local Humane societies. So that's the KW Stratford Perth Humane Society um, that's an insane amount of animals.
1: <laughs> yeah. That also did include the Brant Humane Society in that data. So that was basically... Um, K.W., Stratford, Cambridge, and Brantford. Um, but keep in mind that that doesn't include any of the other nonprofit or charities that do so much of this work. So you think of, like,
0: all the other rescues, Save Our Scruff, New Collar Collective, Pound Dog Rescue. Hobo Haven. We, I was chatting uh, when we did our event at Rural Roots with Music Bingo back in um oh my gosh, that was back in July, uh, we were chatting and it's just breeders, uh, backyard breeders, might not be specific, have just poured dogs into these uh, rescues because nobody wants to buy them. <laughs> it's yeah, So,
1: the, so this is the...
0: This is the thing is like it's almost a two-prong issue.
1: So you have people who got dogs during the pandemic who are now realizing that maybe it wasn't the best choice or the dog isn't a good fit for their home. So they're either surrendering or looking to rehome their dog. And then on top of that, we've now created this system of breeding that was – looking at a supply and demand that was happening because of like a very specific acute event that was happening in our society. And now it's almost as if these breeders are just continuing with the status quo, not recognizing that that demand is not the same anymore.
0: Yeah, it's it's so sad to think of, but this isn't just a local issue. Um, a quick scan of the news articles uh, indicating this is a challenge in many countries around the world so um yes we do see it locally and in the gta and beyond around um, ontario and into canada but it's uh it's everywhere i
1: read um this article today in the washington post i think it was from last year so it's not super recent but um i really liked this quote because i think it Uh, really captured the whole essence of the issue we're kind of up against at this point. So it's sweet pandemic puppies, deprived of the socialization and experiences they need to learn good behavior, have grown into unruly teenagers. Owners are calling for help and obedience classes are filling up across the country. Trainers are worried that overwhelmed owners won't stick with the necessary classes and will turn over their dogs to shelters. Some rescue groups
0: say they are already seeing that happening. And it's funny, yeah. I was having a conversation with another local dog owner um, actually today, and um, she was saying that trainers are so hard to come by because of the amount of pandemic puppies that are out there. Um, trainers are overwhelmed, and they there aren't enough of them to yeah. to help, so... Yeah,
1: that's something we're definitely going to dive into a little bit deeper in the second half of the episode is around the the resources for dog owners and how at this point there just really isn't enough to meet the demand of dog ownership, I mean, at least in our local context. And I'm sure lots of other communities across Canada and across the world are seeing the same thing, but we definitely see it and feel it here for sure.
0: Yeah, and I I I find it... Really um, disheartening to think of that there's just the sheer amount of dogs that just don't get the help that they need and that will in turn then need to be possibly rehomed uh, just because of the lack of resources out there for, for current dog owners.
1: Yes, and I think it's particularly disheartening when we think of the number of negative events that could have been prevented if people had access to adequate resources. So if you're having challenges with your dog and if you don't feel equipped to handle them and there's no trainer available for three months, what happens in those three months while you're waiting? I'm sure for some folks, a lot of things happen. Um, So I think from like a prevention perspective, we lose out on a lot of that when we're really missing those resources in our communities
0: so we've discussed a lot about the impact on rescue based organizations but what about the residual impacts on dog owners Uh, we're going to have a quick break and come back to discuss